This dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. style. I promise style. motivation, style. inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 16 of the Sober's Dope podcast. This episode is all about addictive behaviors and addiction and different types of addiction. So, we're going to do a little deep dive in addiction today because. One of the aspects of the Sober is Dope community is addressing all forms of addiction because, as I stated in previous episodes, we all need to detox from something in life, all right? So every human being has an addiction to something or some form of process to some, uh, of addiction. So I'm going to just be throwing ideas out there because I want to address as much concepts and ideas of addiction and to shed light on these things so you know the sober is dope universe could be more inclusive to everyone you know it's not just about alcohol my addiction was alcohol but i may have other addictions do i have an addictive personality yes so it's easy for me to get addicted to other things so i want to look at that Uh, first i want to start with a concept of understanding process addictions, okay? What are process addictions? Process addictions occur when someone becomes addicted to a rewarding behavior that does not involve an addictive substance such as gambling, sex, or eating. Sometimes referred to as behavioral addictions or compulsive behaviors, process addictions involve compulsion to perform an action despite negative consequences. In this way, people can suffer from dependence on certain processes. They are reliant upon and or controlled by the addiction as their primary way of dealing with life. While the theory about behavioral addictions have been around for a while, only recently have we been able to look at the brain and determine how processes can affect, can in fact become addictive in the same way as addictive substances. Process addictions versus substance addictions. How is the brain affected? Addiction is a chronic brain disease that presents itself similarly whether you become addicted to a substance or process. Addictive behaviors such as gambling, sex, eating, and internet use all stimulate the brain's reward system similarly to addictive substances by releasing neurotransmitters such as dopamine. This stimulation leads leads people to seek out such pleasurable experiences more and more often. 
After repeated exposure, some people would begin to seek out experiences compulsively, while at the same time their ability to deprive pleasure from the action decreases. The difference between behavioral and substance addictions is that behaviors affect the brain indirectly, while substances physically change neurotransmitters. As part of of our ability to survive, we naturally experience pleasure from sex and eating. Drugs such as heroin provide a shortcut to the, the brain's reward system by flooding it with dopamine, which is what makes them extremely addictive. Addiction is a disease that is present in the brain's reward system before an individual ever begins using drugs or repeatedly engaging in an addictive behavior. Just as most people can drink alcohol without becoming addicted, most of us engage in gambling, sex, and eating without ever developing an addiction to these behaviors. However, these behavioral addictions are more common than the public currently believes. Common Process Addictions Some of the most common behavioral addictions are socially acceptable and can even include necessary behaviors such as sex and eating. This contributes to a lack of awareness that a problem is developing while negative consequences keep piling up. The following is a list of the most common process addictions recognized at this time. Gambling. Gambling addiction is the most researched and talked about of process addictions. Consequences faced by compulsive gamblers are severe, such as financial and relationship difficulties which can frequently lead to death by suicide. Rates of suicide by compulsive gamblers is high, higher than that of alcohol and drug addicts. Wow. Sex. Sex addiction has also recently received the attention of researchers and practitioners. Sex addiction occurs when people become preoccupied with sex and act on sexual compulsions without concern for the negative consequences. Amazing. Eating. Food addiction is a process addiction in which someone becomes addicted to the act of eating and the feelings they get from eating certain foods. A food addiction is emotionally, physically, and socially detrimental as it can cause extreme guilt, health problems, and interfere with relationships. Internet. Internet addictions have become a serious concern worldwide. While most of us use the internet daily, there is a certain point in which the process is considered addiction or addictive. When the internet use is more important than real life relationships or activities or cause problems in a person's ability to function in daily life, they are likely suffering from internet addictions. Shopping. Go figure. While the term shopping addiction is thrown around lightly, compulsive spending in a, is a form of process addiction that is serious and results in similar feelings of guilt and shame, loss, control, and financial, social, and emotional consequences as other addictions. These are only some of the most common and researched process addictions, but a process addiction can occur when someone loses control over process to the point where it causes problems in daily life. Process addictions lack the physical attributes that often alert people to problems with drug and alcohol abuse, such as visible intoxications, which make them fly under the radar more easily. However, despite their relative invisibility, process addictions can lead to serious problems in a person's life and well-being. 
Symptoms of Process Addiction Process addictions share many of the same symptoms as drug addiction, craving and inability to resist impulse, narrowed interest, irritability when, when access to process is limited, withdrawal, decreased pleasure in activity over time, tolerance, denial, feelings of guilt, lying, hiding behavior, family, work, financial problems due to indulgence in the process. So let's look at a gambler for existence, ladies and gentlemen. The process addiction of gambling share the same symptoms as drug addiction. Cravings and inability to resist the impulse. So you will see the person consistently gambling even if they can't afford it. Narrowed interest. You, you can see someone that has an issue with gambling or eating. Not necessarily, They become preoccupied with the act. All they can think about is just like someone think about a fix how can i get my next fix a gambler could think about how can i borrow more money how can i get back to the casino how can i get back to the racetrack how can i get back to you know fantasy sports or whatever um decreased pleasure and activity over time tolerance so you will see someone in the gambling experience they would you know this they, they will start to lose the excitement of gambling but still be addictive to the process if that makes any sense like they wouldn't be excited at the slot machine they'll look miserable because they're chasing their addiction and they're chasing that impulse they're they're chasing the process so they start to the tolerance there's a tolerance there, de- a decreased pleasure. Denial. You can't speak to a person like this. Hey, you know, um, we filed chapter 11 or chapter 13 last year because of your gambling. Oh, it wasn't because of the gambling. It was because of this or because of that. So just like an addict with me, I used to make excuses for my alcoholism. Oh, this and that. Uh. But at the end of the day, at the core, I was, I am an alcoholic and I had to address it. So, so... Um, substance abuse can mimic process addictions, okay? So we're all addicted to something. Feelings of guilt, lying, hiding the behavior, you know, um, sneaking to the casino, lying, saying you're going to the cleaners or you're going to pay a bill, but you're actually going to the casino or you're going to do, you know, you're going to eat or you go, you know, if you're not supposed to eat a certain food, you could lie and go sneak and have a Big Mac or something or five Big Macs or something. Same thing I used to do. I used to lie and say, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to have beer this week. And then, you know, I'm, oh, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go for a walk. Then I'll knock down, uh, you know, a case of brandy and then come back and go to sleep and try to play it off. But then, you know, the problem is you can't hide these things at a certain point. At a certain point, it just becomes visible, you know? So there's an invisibility flying under the radar with a process addiction, like a food addiction, gambling, sex, internet addiction. So you could fly under the radar for a while, but eventually it'll start to surface. People start to notice like, wow, man, you're gaining weight, man. What's going on with you, bro? 
You know, or or yo, well, you know, like yo, you 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 at the casino again, man? Uh, you know what's going on with you? I, I see you here every day, five times a day. You know, um, I just spoke to our cousin. They said that you wasn't supposed to be here. What you doing here? You know, so it catches up to you. You know, when you're bankrupt, that's how it catches up to you. You can hide certain things, but eventually, these process addictions, these substance addictions, we all need to detox from them. Hence. Our sobriety. Sobriety can be applied to many things, guys. Sober is dope. is about addressing all of our limitations and flaws. Um, process addiction treatment. Treatment of process addictions is similar to that of other addictions, but can also pose unique challenges. One of the greatest challenges when dealing with certain process addictions is that lifelong abstinence is sometimes unrealistic or impossible. In these cases, such as with sex or food addictions, treatment must be tailored to address specific foods and situations that trigger compulsive behavior and avoid them. At some recovery facilities, people, they utilize a unique addiction treatment. Some methods can be called recovery zones, which is effective in treating all addictions but it's a particularly useful model for treating process addictions where complete abstinence is not possible. Because process addictions often coexist with other addictions, treatment must be holistic and aimed at a broad improvement in lifestyle rather than only addressing the specific behavior. This helps prevent relapse and cross-addiction or addiction replacement from occurring. If you are struggling with a process addiction, be sure to get in touch with an addiction treatment center or professional or talk to someone about it. A psychiatrist, family, you know, that is right for you so you can get the help that you deserve. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you know, I really, you know, thanks for getting, you know, following me through that. But, you know, guys, ladies, gents, this is real. We all have something that we're detoxing from. We all have something that we're detoxing from. And I definitely want, you know, to shed light on this because throughout this podcast, you're going to hear themes. We're going to do podcasts about gambling addiction, sex addiction, food addiction. For me, the funny thing was I went from substance abuse addiction to process addictions. I became process um, addicted to food. You know, so that's why you will hear me talk about how I had to reverse my pre-diabetes. So sobriety in a way was a blessing. Finding abstinence from alcohol led me to find, you know, a, a, a total health because now I have to focus on my diet and nutrition. I became extremely health conscious. I live every diet. I was ketogenic, you know. I'm always kind of in a fasting keto state because I, I, I practice intermittent fasting and I'm on an OMAD diet, which is one meal a day. But before I got there, I was on a slow carb diet. And then from the slow carb diet, I went to the ketogenic diet. Then from the ketogenic diet, I went into uh, a more of a vegan diet. And, you know, so now I'm focusing on these different aspects of my health. Then I had to get my circadian rhythms in check and start understanding the relationship between sleep and health. Then I had to understand the relationship between my gut microbiome and gut microbiota and take care of my stomach, which in terms would take care of my gut bacteria, which takes care of me. 
right? And then I had to understand brain health and psychological health and get into prayer and meditation. And then I have to practice, um, you know, breathing exercises. And then, uh, so you see what I'm saying? Like, from the, my sobriety helped me address multiple addictions, process, and it helped me become a better human being. So sober is dope. It's not always just going to be about alcoholism. You know, that's my addiction. But I'm talking to everyone. I want everyone to know we could find, we could get you help. We could talk it out. We could figure it out. We could bring our, our, our darkness into the light, our demons into the light. We can't exercise these addictions. We can work together. All right. Life creates these problems and we're not alone. Okay, and it's not fair to point out a heroin, a person that's on heroin and then say we, you know, the person on crack and then the person on cocaine and the person on alcohol is different from the person that has the gambling addiction or the food addiction. Addiction is addiction and it all leads to financial relationship and health issues. Okay, because if you're if you're addicted to gambling, then you're going to have stress and that stress is just as lethal, if not more than drugs, alcohol and food. Stress alone is a killer. Okay, because you're going to have extremely high cortisol levels, which is going to trigger so many feed uh, biofeedbacks and um, and and just conditions that's just going to be unfavorable for you to exist all right your blood pressure will go up your blood sugar is going to go up you won't be able to sleep that's going to create a cascading effect then you're not going to be able to exercise and then you know your your brain is not going to get enough circulation because you're stressed then you're going to start activating the fear the fear mechanism and then fear and stress and anxiety creates a metabolic problem you see how all of these things are related now if i have a food addiction then i'm going to be eating things that's unhealthy, then it's going to raise my blood sugar, then it's going to affect my heart, and then I'm either going to be in a metabolic, have metabolic syndrome where you have high blood pressure, high blood sugar, and diabetes, and all of these things is going to start affecting your heart, and then you're going to eventually have to be put on dialysis, dialysis or you're going to need stents, or beta blockers, or all of this for what? Because you're addicted to food. Same thing with the alcoholic. Eventually, you're going to have liver disease. Heroin. You're going to have to live a lifetime on medication and stuff. And suboxone and all of this stuff. And um, not suboxone, but um, methadone. And that's going to lead to a whole nother host of things. So we all are in this together. Sex addictions. What happens with sex addiction? You can't keep a relationship. You know? You can't keep you can't keep your your hands off of someone. Eventually, you're gonna get assault, and then you're gonna catch a rape charge, or uh, or you're gonna you know be constantly cheating, and you're gonna be hurting the people that you love, and then you're never gonna have a meaningful relationship because sex without love and the emotional attachment is just a, a carnal thing. You're just driving some physical need to do this act. But if it's not accompanied by love, you're going to want to be unfulfilled. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to have a real quick deep dive on this because addiction is addiction. You have substance addiction and process addiction. So we're all in this together. And the sober, the concept of sobriety being cool or dope or fascinating should apply to everyone. Some quick notes here. Types of addictions. We have drug addictions, prescription drug addictions, gambling addictions, eating addictions, 
eating disorders, gaming addiction, pornography addiction. Pornography addiction is a big, huge one because one, it creates a, it messes relationships up. Now, this is the problem with pornography addiction. If you, you could blow the dopamine levels in your brain out watching pornography, all right? So your sex response and your emotional response to your lover because of that tolerance level makes it very difficult to you to get attracted to your lover because you're busy watching, you know, someone jump through a hula hoop and then through a bonfire with the banana and the whipped cream and the, the, the leather and then the whips and, the, you know, the cars and, the, you know, the you know, it just gets crazy. So by the time you ready to make love to the person that you love, you expect them to have a Catwoman outfit on with a whip and jumping out the window into a, a damn cake with, you know, it gets crazy. So, you know, that's what causes this issue with pornography addiction. You can't really relate to your lover at a certain point because your brain is so overloaded with all of this stuff. So that's a big problem in relationships today. All right. So you see what I mean, guys? All of this stuff is pertinent. It all affects all of us. Um, Moving along. Given a clear cut on process addictions occur when someone becomes addicted to a rewarding behavior that does not involve an addictive substance. Okay, so we touched on that. What else? What else? Um, Types of behavioral addictions, sex and pornography. We talked about that. Plastic surgery. You see this on Botch. People have these addictions where they, you know, the lady has breasts the size of two basketballs. And then she goes and say, I want them the size of three or four basketballs. And then the doctor, the doctors at Botch got to say, you're going to, you know, you can't. Your breath, like you so remember that episode that show A Thousand Ways to Die where the girl's breast exploded on the airplane because of cabin pressure and she had the balloons and they inflated and it blew up and it was like totally gross. So plastic surgery is something that's another process addiction. It's another behavioral addiction. Okay, um, seeking out pain, you know, that's another thing. Shopping, look, I look if I had the money, I'll be a, a shopping addict. I love shopping, but the problem with that is you could have a bunch of things and never be able to really enjoy them because you're just always buying new things. So, you know, I have a, cl- a slight clothes addiction, but I stop because I have clothes that I don't even touch, I have sneakers I don't even wear. And and it's a frustrating because I'm like, when am I gonna wear all of this stuff? I I I I grew up to just like black t-shirts. All you see me now is have I have a black t-shirt on, some Pumas, either some cool jeans or some cool sweats. That's my look. I simplified it. So I have all of this G-Star and Gucci and Burberry and all of this stuff and Jordans and fancy shoes, and I'm like. Yeah, I like the black t-shirt. I like the Hanes t-shirt. Not even American Apparel. Give me the three-pack Hanes and I'm happy. So I had to simplify that. Um, Spiritual obsession. Now, I don't know if this is a process addiction and stuff. You can't see spiritual fanatics. People who's a little crazy and ditzy and weird where it's like, you know... You're, you know, you're going to hell for just, you know, looking through your rear view, rear view mirror. You look through your rear view mirror, you're going to hell. It's people who can get a little crazy with it. I get it, but I don't see that as a, in my per- the behavioral addiction. I mean, 
It is what it is. I feel like you could never have too much God, so bring it on. Give me, I need more God in my life. How about you, you know? Work, being a workaholic. Now, this is something my brother was talking to me about today, um, and I agree with him. Like, at some point, when is enough work enough? When do you, you know, you have to have time to decompress. You have to have time to be with your family. You have to have time to be with your loved ones. You have to have time to just decompress, man. And sometimes working too much causes people hard to give out. And this is the thing. If you don't have a work-life balance, I know that's the new catchphrase now, work-life balance. What tends to happen is you're not going to have enough time to exercise. You're not going to have enough time to eat properly. Because you tend to, you're going to be on the road a lot. You're going to eat more fast food. You're not going to have time to sleep properly. And then what happens when you don't eat properly? What happens when you don't exercise? And what happens when you don't sleep properly? You, you, you build up these negative behavior patterns. Then your blood sugar gets out of control. Then your blood pressure gets out of control. And then your eating habits start to enable your body to break down. And you start to have these issues where your heart starts to give out. And you start to become a heart candidate. And, and you know, heart disease is one of the number one cause of deaths in the United States, right? Um, and now you got diabetes right there. Okay, and as Americans with our standard American diet already being terrible, mixing in with fast food and always working and being at the office all day, you could see how this would affect your family, health, and relationships. So the behavioral addiction and the process addiction of working too much and being a workaholic is something that should also be addressed. And we do need to detox from that. And that's something that applies to sobriety in your life. Okay, now exercise is good, but you have a lot of people out there that's addicted to exercise. You see them, they freaks. They're running all day. They're 100 pounds wet, running up and down the West Saha, just running. They're running all day. No meat on them, just running, just running. Or these gym buffs where they have enough muscles, but they can't even brush their teeth without joint pain, all right? So there's a limit to everything. What's the magic word here? What is the magic word we're looking for today, guys? Is it moderation? Is it knowing when to fall back? Knowing when enough is enough? Huh? Is it moderation? This episode should be called moderation and knowing when to knock it off, I guess, you know? Because even me, I sometimes I think, you know, if I just was responsible enough, maybe I could still have a drink. But then again, what I start to say is that's bull crap because my I'm particularly allergic to alcohol, so I couldn't I, I can't drink even if I wanted to. There was no moderation. I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink because I'm allergic to it, right? So that's putting things in this total perspective. But um, I'm really excited to do this episode with you guys. I know I'm saying a lot. I know I talk fast. Um. But let's look at some types of drug abuse, too. Some of the most common type of drug abuse includes the following. Stimulant abuse. Stimulants are substances that cause physical and psychological functions to speed up. Cocaine abuse. Adderall abuse. Meth abuse. Opiate abuse. Heroin abuse. Prescription painkillers. Sedative abuse. So you see, guys, it's not just about alcohol. You have people who walk through society every day and they have to take pills just to function. You have kids that's addicted in college taking speed and Ritalin and um, Adderall because they they have to study and their parents is pressuring them. And you got all these kids pumped up on drugs trying to get through Ivy League schools and colleges. 
They're not sleeping and they're not they're not doing anything. These guys is putting in 20 hours a week just doing gets just getting their grades in because they're under all this pressure to live up to society. So we we have our younger kids pumped up and then you have parents that's uh, getting the kids the prescription. They cuz they're deceiving doctors that their kids need these drugs so they could do better in school. What's the world coming to, man? You know, back in the, you know, I'm a little old school. The most you'll worry about from your college kid is drinking too much and maybe having a little too much sex and eating too much ramen noodles. Now these kids have to get prescriptions to Adderall just to function at peak, you know, and then they eat these meals. They have like these corn meals or these shakes that gives them all their nutrition. You also see this in the coders, the people who write algorithms and stuff for the computer guys who write computer computer programming. They be they're on Adderall and this stuff because they have to work so many hours that they have to stay up. They have to bypass the ability to sleep. So these are all so societal addictions. So sober, dope, applies to everyone. You're out there. You may have some form of addiction that you may not know about. And you may be dealing with this in secrecy. But it's going to come back and bite you in the kisser. So you have to address these things. Okay? An addictive behavior is a behavior or stimulus related to a behavior. Again, sex, food. That's both rewarding and reinforcement and is associated with the development of an addiction. Addictions involve addictive behaviors um, that's normally referred to as behavioral addictions. Okay. Now, lastly, I want to talk about an addictive personality. An addictive personality refers to a particular set of personality traits that make an individual predisposed to developing addictions. This hypothesis state that they may be common personality traits observable in people suffering from addiction. Okay, let's unpack this a little bit. An addictive personality refers to a particular set of personality traits that make an individual predisposed to developing addictions. So what that means is that in my case, um, I'm being predisposed to developing an addiction and certain forms of personality traits. So I could be the type of person that I get, I could have high serotonin levels or I could get excited very easily. And, you know, I'm more prone to be affected by alcohol than another person because of my specific personality trait, you know. Uh, me, I was always extra hyper as a kid. I was always extra amped. So alcohol just increased my energy tenfold. So maybe that's what that's what made me predisposed to it. I had a specific personality trait. Um, okay, this hypothesis states that they may be common personality traits observable in people suffering from addiction. Okay, I guess I can see where they're trying to go with this, that people that suffer from addiction may all share certain common personality traits. But you know what, man? You would know if you have an addictive personality, right? Like, I know because, for for one, when I stopped drinking, I started drinking non-alcoholic beer after a while as a form of to cope. And then, you know, one day my stepmom pointed it out to me. She was like, you know, you got like a thousand beer cans in there with this non-alcoholic beer and I don't like it. And I think that it may lead you back to relapse. 
And I looked into the recycling bin. I'm like, yo, I'm constantly drinking these damn things. Why? Because they had a lot of sugar. Sugar is an addictive substance. That creates the same dopamine. It affects the same dopamine pathway as alcohol. And then it, the thing reminded me of beer. With my personality traits, I became addicted to non-alcoholic beer. So I had to throw that out. Then it was coffee. So I had to like, I had to get on a, a plan. Uh, you know, my psychiatrist was like, You're, you cannot drink coffee for the next three weeks. And you can't have more. You need a coffee curfew. And you can't have more than two or three cups. Right? That My, my friend, he was addicted to Pepsi. So he got sober, but he had 4,000 Pepsi cans in his living room every day. 4,000. You know what I'm saying? And the thing was, I was telling him, listen, you drink that much Pepsi, you're not, you're going to die by diabetes. You better off drinking, man. Like, you is the one, you know, the ends doesn't justify the means. And then we agreed that he wasn't better off drinking, but we did agree that he had to kick the Pepsi, and he did. All right? And now he's healthy. We're both into just drinking water and, and unsweetened tea and coffee. But... You see what I'm saying, guys? So one thing can lead to another. You could be a, a gambling addict, and then you could say, well, I'm not going to go to the casino, but now I'm going to play DFS sports. Now, I'm a DFS guy. Some people say it's not gambling, but it's gambling. If you t- It's a form of gambling. You're spending your money with the probability to win, although skill is involved. I have bank statements that can tell you that it can be addictive. So I have to put that down. I have to put that in this perspective. My thing is... You can replace one addiction for another. So it's important to understand your personality trait, your personality type, and your triggers. What triggers, what excites you, and how to put all of these things in perspective to avoid relapsing in any giving area of your addictive behavior, abuse, or process, right? So understand your process. If you're addicted to eating, you need to be on a strict diet plan and you need a curfew, all right? My best advice, if you're a food addict, put yourself on a 6 p.m. curfew. I don't eat past 6 p.m. So that will help control the issues with your blood sugar, your cravings, all right? Study the concept of your hormones. The hormone leptin tells you when you had enough to eat. The hormone ghrelin tells you when you need to eat or when you're hungry. So sometimes if you're eating too much junk food, you're going to constantly be activating ghrelin and deactivating leptin. So let's pr- let me explain that a little bit more real quick because I don't want to get technical. That's more for another episode, but I had to study these things. If I'm eating something called junk food or vanishing calories or empty calories, right? Your body's going to be looking at all of this stuff that's coming into the system, then it's going to try to figure out how can I use this food to help the body. And because it's junk food or vanishing calories or empty calories, the body cannot use it. There's no nutritional density. There's no nutritional value. So what the body does is stores all of that junk food as fat. And then it sends a signal to your brain, a hormonal signal called ghrelin, which tells the brain, I need more food. But what your body is really saying is I need healthy food that I can use. So what we do, if you're addicted to food and bad food, especially in junk food, when you get that ghrelin, you're going to say, I need another slice of pizza. I need another Big Mac. But your body's going to do the same thing. It's going to process it, store it as fat, and say, well, I need another Big Mac. You're going to pr- interpret the data or the signal as needing another Big Mac. But in turn, you, you really just need to eat a salad or a smoothie or something healthy. 
So these food addictions you could kind of put in perspective and beat if you understood the relationship between these hormones. So if you eat junk food and you immediately feel hungry again and you got to say, you know what, let, let me eat some real food. Let me eat something healthy because I'm constantly hungry and, I, and, I, and I'm constantly eating, but I'm not and I'm getting fatter, but I, and I feel crappy. Right. So that's the process. So for me, I eat only good foods that my body can use. I mean, really good foods, vegetables, fiber, healthy fats, healthy proteins, beans, legumes, uh, antioxidants and berries and um, plantains and all of this good stuff, right? So I only need to eat once a day because I'm not eating junk food. So when I eat these good things, my body is satisfied. It shuts down the hunger hormone ghrelin and it activates the satiety hormone leptin. And that's my little crash course. If you're having issues with food addiction, look in the hormonal, the hormones, ghrelin, leptin, and and then think about restrictive time eating. Stop eating past 6 p.m. Also look into intermittent fasting. And if you have a food addiction, you could probably get into a vegan lifestyle, a keto lifestyle, or a slow carb lifestyle. That's that, that's my advice on that. If you are struggling with substance abuse addictions, such as alcohol, drugs, painkillers, and stuff like that, that's my category. I'm a six-year recovering alcoholic. My advice to you guys, you have to make up your mind that you're done, and you have to want to get better. No one's going to be able to help you guys. This is so important. You can't get sober for your girlfriend or your wife or your husband. You can't get sober for your family or your job. You can't get sober for your kids. You can, these people and these these ideas can be motivators, but you have to do it for yourself because you have to really be ready to make the change because once you're ready to take the leap, there's no looking back. The only looking back is in the form of relapse and repeating this vicious cycle. So talk to your family members. Talk, look for, I don't, I'm not affiliated with zero addiction. I would never recommend an addiction clinic or network. I'm not getting no monetary gain. Sober is dope. It's not about that. You know, you have a lot of these sobriety sites and stuff that they get kickbacks by sending people to recovery clinics and stuff. I'm not doing that because what happens there, we're going to do an episode about that, is you start to convince people to go get help before they're ready and they relapse anyway. And um, and I was approached, someone tried to capitalize on my sober story to get me to try to get people into a rehab clinic. And it was just very crappy and I just felt sleazy. And I said, no, man, I'm not, I'm not, I can't be bought. Sober is dope in my sobriety and me telling my stories about really creating change and helping people. So my advice to you is go to a detox clinic and then from detox, they will give you every alternative to for for either outpatient or inpatient. So you don't need no one to recommend anything to you. If you're trying to get sober, you need to go to detox first. And from detox, they'll give you a counselor and you'll be able to talk to somebody and seek help from there. That's my advice. Process addictions such as gambling. Guys, if you have a gambling issue, call the gambling hotline, go to your local church and really sit down with your family and develop a plan because that's that's an addiction that's going to lead you to financial um, um, breakdown and bankruptcy. And then eventually you're going to lose your loved ones and your family. And that's very bad. You know, um, if you're addicted to sex, 
try to get some sex therapy, all right? Sex is good, but it has its place in time, all right? If you're addicted to food, if you have a food addiction, I said that, try to understand nutrition. Study nutrition and, and try to get a good diet or something that really can help you out, all right? Um... And for any other information, I would say use Google, go out there and learn it. But for my Sober is Dope universe, this is episode 16. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I'm excited. I just wanted to give y'all something from the heart. You know I go unscripted. Sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I'm talking too fast. But I'm trying to get all this information out there for you guys. So we understand that as a human race, we all need to detox from something. We are all addicted to something. None of us are perfect. None of us are better. All right. An alcoholic is uh, is no, no a person that doesn't drink is no different from an alcohol. You know, you we all. If you are a drug addict, God bless you. If you are alcoholic, God bless you. If you are gambling, God bless you. If you are addicted to anything, God bless you. We're all human. So it's not about shame, stigma, stigma and discrimination. It's about we're human and we need help and we need advice and we need knowledge and we need resources to help us. Evolve into better versions of ourselves And on that note I'm going to leave you guys today With that final thought Think about moderation And think about Finding the courage to create Change in your life And don't be in Don't be invisible Don't live in secrecy Talk about Talk it out let someone close to you know that you may be struggling with an addiction. You may have a problem. You may need a little help. The first step is admitting that you are powerless over your addiction and you need some help. Okay? And your life is either unmanageable or becoming unmanageable. My name is Pop Buchanan. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I am six and a half years sober today, four years free from nicotine. I beat sugar addiction. I beat everything, man, and I'm still fighting. And I got a law, I got another 70 to 80 years ago. All right. I love you guys. I hope you um, find some value in this. I hope I add value to you. Love is everything. It's all about love. Let's keep it real. We can help each other evolve. I'll catch you guys on the other side. Have a beautiful day and God bless. Yo, we in the building. Live your best life. Pop you can. Gotta open that heart up. Transform that self. No fear, no anxiety. At Monk Healing, what At up? Monk Healing, meditate and get healthy. With good vibes only, levitate and get wealthy. I motivate, since love's my catharsis. I love to inspire all the dreams and the artists. Yeah, five years sober. No more brandy, used to leave with the cobra. No more beef, used to leave with the toaster. Brand new vegan, no corpse in the smoke, it's okay. And it's all about love Nurture the masses, no hate in the blood That fear is a liar And stress is a bug All I hear is Messiah And arrest is arrested, invested Sober is dope Follow the movement while we jumping off the boat And walking on water Love God like his daughters And the dream that I bought her Was my heart and my hope and my hope I'm Pop Buchanan, I do it for my pops and the love for Buchanan's Rest in peace to my pop, he's a king in the mansion I do it for the dream and I hope for expansion, expansion 
I'm born with a miracle, almost died twice for my death was a spiritual awakening, awakening, my soul is awakening forever, forever, ever, forever, ever.